0: Welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about me and the popular UK sitcoms I never got into. Mm. Or just never really cared for or, you know. Yeah. You know, never really watched. Yeah. Really. And I mean, I've narrowed it down to about ten. You know, I looked at I looked at things. Ten with, to to ref- I refresh my memory. Yeah. How
1: are there that many? I feel like I feel like you've shown me like every British show. Well, that some was of these you have probably
0: heard of, and I mean, I've probably talked about them, but we've never really watched an episode of them because I've never really been into them. So.
1: Oh god, I'm shocked! I'm I'm shocked! I'm shocked that there's that many. I feel like I've seen every UK show ever
0: made. You've seen <laughs> you've seen most of the popular ones. <laughs> Uh, You've seen a good chunk of the popular ones, Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot. All right, let's hear it. There was a lot from the well, you know, from the well, from the well, (laughs) the wells of like you know, sitcom, British sitcom. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of like
1: older ones.
0: There's like older ones. I've got I've got a couple of new, well, modern-ish ones. So these are all
1: shows that you have seen.
0: I've seen them. And yes, and you tried
1: to watch them. Well,
0: I've—I wouldn't say tried to watch them. I've watched enough of them to go, yeah, this isn't funny, or oh, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just not my bag, you but, know. But
1: but there's shows that have been on for a while that people—they're people, people popular. Like. Yeah,
0: they they're very popular with pe- other people. Everybody, well, not everybody, obviously, because I'm not alone in my you know, disregard for these, I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a couple that come up in here and you go, oh, what, I love that show. Now, where'd you get these? Did you, like... Because- I looked... Because I looked at, like, um, the top 50. Top 50 shows of all time. Top 50 British sitcoms of all time. Yeah. And a good chunk of them were shows that I liked, you know, especially <laughs> the top five. Yeah. <laughs> Or the top ten, even. I looked even. at the
1: top 50, and I liked all of those, <laughs> so I had to go to the next 50. <laughs>
0: um, and I got this kind of, like, list from, like, Britishcomedy.co.uk. Yeah. Which, you know, because in 2004, there was a poll, or a poll, <laughs> as, um, and I think they did it for, like, the, the Greatest Britain, too, but then they decided, oh, we'll do the best British sitcom of all time. Yeah, and only fools and horses won it.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And then it was Black Adder. Then I think it was The Vicar of Dibley. Mm. And then maybe Faulty Towers or something, something like that. You know, or no. Then it was Dad's Army, and then it was like, and you know, these are all on the list. But I like them. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But these ones I've watched, and I've you know I've seen you know obviously repeats. I didn't some of these I didn't see when they first came out because I wasn't alive. Yeah, and it's um, you know, I've just been kind of just like, what, uh, you know? But when I've been looking at these lists, I'm thinking, oh, I, I need to give a couple of these a chance, and I'll talk about them when we go through them. But you, you didn't
1: know. put any on the list that you haven't really seen that just look like something you're not interested in from the previews, right? Like you've all you like you've tr- you actively uh, yes. sat
0: and watched at yeah, least yeah, part uh, of, of an, an episode, av- at least part of an episode. Yes. All
1: right. Cool. Let's go.
0: Okay, the first one, and I'm, and this is one that I kind of tried to get into because it was always on ITV three. Uh, that's a channel in Britain that kind of shows like old, like stuff now, you know, like repeats, like reruns, reruns, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's called On the Buses. And it ran from 1969 to 1973, and it was oh, it was huge in the UK. Yeah, it was very huge. Yeah, and they, they had it they spawned like three feature films.
1: This is one that I have even seen.
0: Yeah, I probably I probably put it on we one day. We watched
1: one with your dad one time it was on tv it was
0: probably on itv3 i probably put it on because he never really watches well he never really watched reruns yeah
1: and we were all just kind of like what you
0: know (laughs) no it's it's you know i remember him saying oh i never got into it you know either it was i i watched it once it was it was on one morning or something i put it on in my room and i tried to sit and watch it and i was like this was around the time when like carry on the carry on films were starting to get
1: when did it come out
0: 1969
1: 69
0: and then it ran till 1973 i think like two three series Mm -hmm. and they had like three hugely popular um feature films the first one which was released in 1971 it, it topped the box office and kept the the Diamonds Are Forever, the the new James Bond out of the, you know, because usually that goes to number one. Jeez,
1: yeah. And it was like,
0: that, you know, that, I don't know what's worse. It's like, is that how <laughs> bad Diamonds Are Forever was or how good um, On the Buses was? Yeah. It was hugely popular. And, you know, when I look at it and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, this is kind of like the Brexit well, explain, public.
1: explain what it's about for... Okay, yeah. Yeah, people listening who have never
0: um, heard of it. If you've never heard of it, it's about... It's centred on the working-class life of Stan Butler, who was played by Reg Varney, and Jack Harper, who was played by Bob Grant. And they're the crew of the number 11 bus at the Luxton and District Motor Traction Company. Oh, you know, on the buses. Uh, and it actually mostly takes place at, like, uh, Stan's home... With Olive Rudge and her husband Arthur.
1: Oh, so it doesn't even take place on the bus. <laughs> no, it it does, it
0: does. But you know, like the, the the scenes at, at home with Stan. Okay. And I think um, Bob um, Bob Grant's character Jack lives next door to him. Okay. Yeah. And you know they're all. I, I remember watching it. And they and drive. That,
1: they they drive like city he dri- buses. D- d-
0: yeah, he drives the bus. Yeah. And and uh, Stan is like the two. Or, uh, no, Stan drives the bus and Jack is the ticket taker. As okay. they used to be, you know, they, years ago they used to have, like, ticket takers on there. Because, you know, double-decker buses, you could just walk on them, you know, and at the back. Yeah. And so they drove these, like, and he drove the bus standard. And, you know, they'd be at the, the bus or two, and they had a the bus inspector guy there, Blake, played by Stephen Lewis. Yeah. Who was known for many things. I think he, he appeared later on in uh, Last of the Summer Wine, which, you know, I was considering putting on the list, but I was like, oh, you know, I, I kind of like that show, actually. So,
1: yeah, you know,
0: even though I think I know- that's
1: big over here. I think I seem what, to Last think of
0: the Summer Wine.
1: Yeah, I seem to think they play that on PBS. I've never seen it, but. I seem it's, to think I've seen it on the the T V schedule. It
0: ended in twenty ten and it's the world's longest running sitcom. It's the one sitcom. about all the
1: old men, right? The
0: three old men. Yeah. There's a trio of them. And usually one of them gets changed changed out every so often. <laughs> I mean it's 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 ended now anyway. I mean I think they're all dead yeah, now. Yeah, I think, you I know, think it's a, come on They're here. all dead now, but you know, it's just like it started in the seventies and ended in twenty ten. It was like so yeah. long running, you know. Yeah.
1: So, why could you not get into on the bus
0: Well, it just was very cheap jokes, oh yeah, it was very kind of like, oh, this is like a bad attempt to cash in on like the carry on and the kind of like the humor of the time, yeah, which was like you know <laughs> you know, like I don't know, it was just kind of like usually they they'd be kind of like. They were best friends, Stan and Jack, and they were always trying to date women and they always looked like they were in their fifties, but they were supposed, I, I guess they were in their thirties at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the, Olive, and, and Stan's mother lived at home, you know, he lived at his, lived at home with his mother and his sister was Olive and yeah. she was married to Arthur. Okay. And they were always kind of saying something about Arthur, making fun of Arthur because he had some sort of operation. and Arthur was bald or he was balding or something and they were always making bald jokes and I was just like oh that's it's like cheap jokes you know it's just like oh bald and it was you know and it
1: was the same thing it was the 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 same
0: kind of thing all the time it was kind of like you know and I I mean you know at the time I'm sure it was hilarious you know (laughs) yeah if you if you know you weren't you know it was it was kind of like geared toward the older crowd you know Yeah. The people who'd been in the war, I guess, you know, at that Mm. time, you know, it was just like, you know, the old crowd. And, you know, I'll have you, butler, you know, Inspector Blake, because they were always, you know, playing jokes on him. (laughs) And it was, it was huge. It was like, and they they still repeat it today, you know, but it's kind of like, you know, it's dated, it's very dated. Yeah. I mean, even for British comedy standards, which... You know, when you consider Little Britain and all that kind of stuff, it was kind of, that was dated humor, and that was only 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. Wasn't there like, haven't I heard you say there was a bit of like racism and oh, racist he's, jokes he's, and stuff y- like that? Yes. Yeah.
0: There was. They used to call this, because there was, you know, there was this black. And not
1: in an all in the family kind of way where no, they're making fun at racism. N- no. Of racist they used people. to
0: call this black. Um, I think he was a bus ticket taker too. I don't know what his character's name was, but they used to call him Chalky. Oh, jeez. You know? Yeah. Or oh, Chalky, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, mm, you know? Yeah. You know, it was a little bit... It's, it. I mean, a lot of like... You can look through any old sitcom and find that kind of stuff. Wow, well, yeah. Because that was the tone of the time. I mean, it wasn't like overtly you know right. like there wasn't like rants and whatever right about them, right, you know, right, but, right yeah. you know it was just kind of like you know yeah yeah and i mean that's and i mean you know detracting that the, the show just wasn't funny anyway you know yeah and i'm struggling to see how it managed to you know <laughs> yeah have an the, audience have an audience you know and i mean you know i look through the people who who love it who love old british comedy and they go oh yeah on the bus is uh. And it's kind of like the people I who are my age or a little bit older who like it. Yeah. Because it's got that work out working class humour.
1: Or I mean sometimes it can be like maybe they like it because they associate it with being at the grandparents' house. That's or grandparents probably what it, it is. On, yeah. Know? That's
0: probably might be another reason for it too. It's just that
1: association, I never, rather, you, know, than you know that it's a great show. I never in grew itself. up
0: with it. Yeah. You know. Mm. I mean, come to think of it, you know, it wasn't like when I'd go to my grandson. She never re- she, the the stuff she had on TV was like songs of praise and stuff, you know, um, uh, you know, Antiques Roadshow and all that kind of stuff. She never watched comedy or sitcoms oh, yeah. and stuff. We'd have to we'd have to do it. You know, you'd have to put it on TV <laughs> and whatever, and she'd have to sit. She'd have to sit there and not complain because that would be one of the jokes, the running kind of gags in her family. It would be. <laughs> We'd be trying to watch like something around her house and she'd be chattering away, gossiping about the neighbours or whatever, like that. And then when a commercial came on, <laughs> she'd shut up. And we'd say, Yeah, you know, it's like could you could you not do this during the commercial break? You know? <laughs> but it's like oh
1: so she wanted to watch the commercial. <laughs> she wanted to
0: watch them probably, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's, okay, what's next? The next one is Are You Being Served. You must have heard of this one. It comes on PBS yeah. or it came on PBS.
1: Yeah. It yeah, I definitely from 72 have heard
0: of it. To yeah, another one that was huge in Britain that I, you know, I've seen episodes of and I'm just kind of like, mm. "When when did it come on?" 1972. 72. The 70s, yeah. Yeah. Until the, the until the 80s, yeah. And I think they
1: Geez, so these are like long-running
0: shows. I mean, well, on the Buses wasn't really that long running, but yeah, it had a, like a an audience that kept it in the public's minds, I I mean, guess.
1: to me, more than a couple of years is decently yeah. running for a show that, well, yes. you know, some people are like, oh, it's not great, you know. Because no in good. Britain,
0: some of the most popular shows ran for two series or three series, and that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and it was like, they were hugely popular still years later, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And I mean, over here, it's like a show, even... Even if it has a decent sized audience can get yeah. canceled after one season. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, three, four years is yeah. quite a while for a show that, you know. Yeah, and I think that was kind of like, it was, it
0: was all the way, you know, it was, it was like consecutive. It wasn't like a gap of five years and then it came back for like series three or whatever. Because some of these do, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, this one are you being served it was set in london the show follows the misadventures and mishaps of the staff of the retail ladies and gentlemen's clothing departments in the flagship department store of a fictional chain called grace brothers and the popular characters in that were mr humphreys played by john inman who was a sales assistant in gents and he was camp acting yeah and you know it wasn't explicitly stated he was gay on the show, but he was just a mother's boy. He, he was a mummy's boy. He lived with his mother. Yeah. But he was like, I'm free. And he'd be, you know, he'd be like, make double entendres to his gay lifestyle. Right. And so everybody was like, oh, he's gay. But they would be like, well, he never actually said that on the show. You know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. We, obviously we we wouldn't say it because back then it would be a...
1: Yeah. When did it become le- legal in Britain? 67. 67. Okay. But still... It yeah. took
0: the public a long time to well, yes. catch up. and Even it, longer, Even rare. longer, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, so he was just, like, implied to be gay, you know? Yeah. And then there was Mrs. Slocum, played by Molly Sugden. And she was a senior sales assistant and head of the ladies' department. She was known for her changing hair color. She used to have it purple and whatever, you know, like the blue rinse of old ladies used to ha- get. Oh, right, yeah. Back in those days, you know? Um, and telling double entendre stories about her cat Tiddles. okay. You know, and it would just be kind of like, yeah. And a lot, a lot of people, a lot of the critics were just like, yeah, this is another show that l- that relied too much on body humor and you know stereotypes. And I
1: mean, I think that that was and
0: that, that was, was pretty
1: popular and
0: common that was in the seventies. Yeah, it's kind of like what they like to call sophomoric humor, which is like toilet humor and stuff. Yeah, and I mean. Sometimes, that, you, you've got to catch me in the mood for that, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a fan, really. <laughs> but there's people who, that,
0: that's funny to them all the time. Yeah. You know, yes. it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh, this is stupid. You know? Yeah. I mean, you Stapid, know how I feel know? about actual, like... Throw up and... Poop jokes. And poop jokes. And- <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> fart jokes or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just kind of like that all the time. And I mean, I've seen enough episodes of it, and I've just been like, oh, it's boring. It's just boring to me, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. funny.
1: It's just, there's there's just nothing clever there, really. Yeah, no. Like, it's easy to write, that kind of... <laughs> yeah, no,
0: it's easy to write, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like for the masses. Yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, that's that's another one. I mean, there's probably fans of it out there going, oh, it's so good, oh, it's so funny, oh, you know, because I remember watching it on, you know, with my grandmother or, you know, yeah. my parents growing up or whatever, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's just like, you know, that's it, you know. Uh, the next one, Some Mothers Do Have Them, uh, which was hugely popular. Now, I've watched a couple of, like, clips, when I was, like, doing research before, or, like, a blog post years ago, I watched a couple of clips of it because I'd, I'd only seen, like, one episode and I just didn't find it funny, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm you know, when I watched a couple of clips a couple of years ago, I thought, oh, maybe I should give this a chance and I just never have gotten around to it.
1: I mean, some shows, to be fair, like, you have to watch a few episodes to get into them.
0: Yes, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it takes a slow to burn. To get into yeah. the
1: characters, to... You know, whatever. Um, the one
0: I always say with you is Downton Abbey. You were just kind of like, oh, after the first <laughs> the first episode, you were like, this is kind of slow. And oh, this is oh, this is kind of boring.
1: Yeah.
0: I was just like, oh, we'll give it a couple more episodes. Then you were so into it then. By I,
1: like the second episode, I was like, OK,
0: I love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I love this. Yeah. OK. <laughs> um, But yeah, the, the, some others do have them. Uh, the this series is from fo-
1: the 70s again. Yeah,
0: 1973 to 78, yeah. series follows the accident-prone Frank Spencer and his tolerant wife Betty through Frank's various attempts to maintain a job, which frequently end in disaster. Sitcom was noted for its stunt work performed by Michael Crawford himself, who played Frank Spencer, and it featured several well-known and much-lampooned catchphrases that have become part of British popular culture. Yeah, I mean, I always used to hear that growing up. Ooh, Betty... And I've got a little trouble. I'm having a little bit of trouble with my dog, or you know, some someone making that reference. Yeah, I just be like, yeah, I don't really get it, but it's
1: from. Well, Frank Spencer, I've definitely heard that. Like, yeah, he's a. Vi- is he? Is he a character in something else too, or no? Is it he's from just this?
0: been. He's just been mentioned several times throughout the ages.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: In In in, reference reference to this show. In reference to the show and reference to somebody being a buffoon or an idiot.
1: Okay. So sort of like people go, oh, he's a
0: bit of a Victor Maldrew. And this is another thing. He was referenced in One Foot in the Grave. Oh, yeah. When the toilet, the plant in the toilet scene when he was on the thing, goes, oh, yes, I didn't catch his name, but it may have been Frank Spencer. Oh, Okay. (laughs) You know, the delivery guy. Oh, can someone be so utterly goofy? Is beyond me, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's funny because Richard Wilson guested in an episode, and that's the episode I've seen, actually. Oh, really? Where he plays a, an insurance agent. Yeah. Who comes round, and then there's, like, a scene where they have to sit in a a seat together, and he's kind of, like, really down in it. And you could tell that was kind of, like, a bit of a a goof. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, he turns away. Because it's shot in front of a live audience. Richard Wilson yeah. turns his face away and he looks like he's, he wants to laugh because yeah. it's just, you know, absurd. But they kept going, you know. And, you know, the character, you know, I, I've, I've seen it a couple of times. Oh, that's where you might know him from. He came back in 2016 to do the comic sport relief. Michael Crawford resurrected the character. Frank Spencer. Yeah, and he was going on um, a bike and he was causing mayhem, and Paul McCartney was in one of the things going, "Hey, you know." Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll sh- I'll, I'll look for the clip after and and show it to you. But yeah, remember. Maybe we the- can
1: put it in the blog for people to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll
0: stick it in the blog, and you can see what I'm talking about with all these. Um, uh, some mothers do have them. Yeah, that that was kind of like the the I catch. Mean- it was a cat. The title was a reference. Oh, some mothers do have them to people who are inept and foolish. You know. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, because
0: they're just like they can't do anything right.
1: Some mothers do have them like a, a some mothers foolish do kid. a foolish
0: kid, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not really big on that kind of humor either. the The main like, the like, main the example that's sticking in my
0: head is Mr. Bean. The, yeah, a lot of the influence of Mr. Frank Spencer was taken from Mr. Bean, but Frank Spencer, you know, they they tried to make his character kind of like oh wait
1: but but this was
0: before mr bean yeah it was it? it was well before mr bean
1: a, so a lot uh, a, a lot for of years before mr bean okay, yeah, yeah. That's what i mean yeah sorry
0: but i think um, that
1: the reason why that works is because he doesn't really speak so there's something like a bit innocent and childlike about him that was the
0: same way about frank spencer that's why they kind of wrote him his reactions to things and his you know, in the first couple of series were kind of like childlike and innocent, you know, the way he'd kind of like talk about it, things. he would be like, ooh, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm, uh, mm you know, <laughs>
0: like, oh, you know, should I do this? You know. know,
1: yeah, maybe we'll have to try to watch We'll, we'll
0: watch, or... maybe watch a couple of episodes, you know, because I mean, I kind of want, because I... Maybe we could plan to do that with our patrons. That might be fun, yeah. just to see, like... Yeah, that's an idea. What they think, yeah. So I think this is on Britbox. If you guys
1: want to check out our Patreon um, page, we are patreon.com slash t and a buddy t and a buddy yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: The next one I've got on the list is The Likely Lads. And I'm going to include the the sequel show Whatever Happened to The Likely Lads in this, too.
1: I think this is the first one I have never heard of.
0: Oh, yeah, no. I saw... I don't think I've ever seen... An episode of The Likely Lads, mm-hmm. because it came on from 1964 to 66, and of course the BBC were wiping stuff then, so it doesn't really. I mean, there's there's, there's some episodes exist. They don't really have it. But to they don't really have it to rerun anymore. anymore yeah, um, but they do have whatever happened to the Likely Lads. That's which hilarious. Came on in whatever
1: happened to? Here's what happened to them. We wiped them. Yeah, <laughs> they don't exist anymore.
0: It was. You know, James Bolam and Rodney Bewes played Bob and, uh, well, Terry and Bob, and they were two deeply contrasting young working class men who learned to cope with working and social life in the northeast of England. And Bob is ambitious and and aspires to a better life, and he's a wannabe social climber and willing to work to attain his aspirations, but somewhat lacking in self-confidence. And Terry's uh, is upfront and assertive, deeply cynical, and living in the here and now. And they're out for a good time. He wants nothing more than a beer, lasses, and football.
1: Mm.
0: And despite their differences, the pair are near inseparable through a series of harebrained schemes and dates and adventures. Yeah. And they were only supposed to be nineteen.
1: Okay. When it was, and
0: they they kind of looked it, I guess, too. You know. Yeah. But maybe they were a little bit older at the time, and. That only lasted for a couple of seasons, series on the BBC, 64 to 66. And then in 1973, they brought it back and called it Whatever Happened to the Likely Lads. And I guess that was someone who thought, you know, oh, whatever happened to the Likely Lads? Oh, that's a good idea. Let's let's see what they're doing now. Yeah. And it was like, it's been over five years since uh, a little mishap that left Terry in the army and Bob discharged with flat feet in the Likely Lads. Because I guess that happened at the last of the... This, the last episode of the the original series.
1: Yeah. It was one of those series that they just stopped making. They just kind of <laughs> stopped making, yeah, because I mean, yeah,
0: the 70s really were the golden age of the sitcom, of the British sitcom anyway. I mean, maybe you'd yeah. say that over here, but again, they were being adapt. most of the the ratings hits over here were being adapted from British shows. Yeah. Like Sanford and Son and uh, all in the family and Twee's company, Twees company, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, and you know, funnily enough, they tried to do it with "Are you being served?" and call it "Beans of Boston," and it never really took off. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I never really got into it. James Boland, I've seen him in countless other things. Rodney Bews, not so much. I mean, it
1: sounds kind of. Okay. I mean, hey, yeah. Is it again? This the kind of body no 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 Jeep it's kind joke. of it's
0: it's kind of like it was just kind of boring to me
1: yeah you know i just, just never nothing got it really I was I, happening yeah i i mean I,
0: I don't remember i i haven't really tried to watch it since so yeah. maybe this is one i could try and give another chance to you know yeah on the buses i'm not or know? maybe
1: it wasn't as good as the original <clears throat> I mean, maybe, you know. and I think that, and we'll, we'll never know. Apparently, well, no, no,
0: there are there are episodes that survive. Oh yeah, um, but some are missing. Yeah, I oh. don't know what that was all about, you know, because you you get like Dad's Army. Oh, some episodes of series two are missing, but series one is complete. Yeah, you know, and it's like how how is that, you know. Yeah. Who was like...
1: They just grabbed
0: a tape. They just grabbed a tape and oh, wiped we needed, it. Oh, we, yeah. we need a tape to record on. Here's one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, back then, I mean, I can't really blame them for doing that. Because at the end of the day, they didn't think things were going to last. They showed it on TV. And were like, okay, you you know, that's it. It's gone now. We're on to the newest thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like longevity and archival is like, oh, you know, that yeah. only started becoming a thing in the 80s when people were like, do you remember that great show? Oh, you should find that. All those clips of the Beatles that we've deleted, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, but yeah, now, in whatever happened to the likely lads, it's been over five years and Terry's now back in civilian life and returns to Newcastle to find that everything has changed. Not least his friend Bob, who is now engaged to be married and upwardly mobile in more ways than one. (laughs) You know, and there's no love love lost between Terry and Bob's fiancée, Thelma. So reinvigorating their friendship will prove difficult at the best of times. And, you know, that's it's just their kind of like, you know, what was going on? It only ran for like a couple of series, 73 to 74. Mm, Okay. but yeah, I don't think they haven't brought it back since or remade it. Uh, the next one is, It Ain't Half Hot, Mum.
1: I don't think I've heard of this one either. <laughs> yeah, this
0: one... Uh, I watched a couple of episodes and it was kind of like... Uh, what do you call it? The Hogan's Heroes? It's kind of like that kind of thing over here, I think. Oh, you know? okay. But alo was more like that, I think. Yeah. Um... Basically, that ran from 74 to 81. That was another popular show. I remember Windsor Davis was in it as the the Battery Sergeant Major Williams. You know, and he had a big, deep, Welsh booming voice. You oh, know, yeah. And he'd be like, big, his big moustache, and he'd be like, well, all right, come on now, boyos, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, it's so As World War Two is coming to a close, the Royal Artillery Concert Party in India are doing their utmost to keep themselves away from the front line. Battery Sergeant Major William sees his men as an embarrassment and is determined to knock them into shape. However, he has little support from his senior officers who enjoy the theatrical aspect of their job. Nevertheless, they are thrust into situations which call for more than just the ability to apply grease paint and lipstick. You uh, know, they were kind of like, it was like ENSA, you know, like the um, the, the entertainment section of the army.
1: Oh, okay. Focusing yeah. on what
0: they were doing, you oh, know. Oh, right.
1: I mean, that sounds like an interesting premise. Or a I think show. there was a
0: lot of bawdy humor and stuff in it, though. You know, and it was very typical seventies kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it
1: sounds like the only yeah. one
0: I remember from that show is Windsor Davis. You know, I think he was like the breakout kind of like star of it because of his Sergeant Major. You know. Yeah. Um. The next one, Red Dwarf. Now. That, that was, like, the 1988... Yeah. And it came back recently. They re- revived it on over on the channel Dave. Now, I
1: have <clears> seen <throat> Red Dwarf, because that used to. I don't know yeah. if it still does, but it used to come on PBS all the time. Yeah. And it seems like any time I was staying over at my aunt and uncle's house, um, they were watching that, like, on a Saturday night. And I don't know how many episodes I saw of it because I could not... I don't know. It was like I couldn't understand
0: what was happening. It was, it was, was kind just... of like... Yeah, it was kind of like very alternative. I mean, I've watched... i I recently watched on BritBox the first episode and I thought, oh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Some of it's kind of funny. Mm. I can see how people can get into this because I thought, oh, well, science fiction and comedy m- merged and, you know... I mean,
1: first of all, I used to have a really bad problem with shows with like low production values. Like, I just could not um, get yes, into them. The BBC them. had, I mean, in those days, and anyway. the production value on Red Dwarf, I was just like, "What is this? Like, this looks like it was made in somebody's basement." Like, you know, it's just like the well, cheapest yeah, I mean, looking
0: show. A lot of them would, you know, they had they had zero budget to work with. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. It was all about the writing. The writing is what makes it, you know, It's like because it's like, you can easily nowadays make a glitzy and polished-looking show with great sets and great everything, but if the writing is not there, then who's going to watch it, you know? Yeah. Who's going to remember it? With Red Dwarf, that was the same thing. I mean, I just couldn't really get into it, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, my aunt and her husband absolutely loved that show and would, like, laugh their butts off watching it, and I was just like... I don't know what I was doing, but I would have to do other things to, like, entertain myself because I yeah. could not get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the synopsis of is it is following a catastrophic leak of radiation aboard mining spaceship Red Dwarf, technician Dave Lister, played by Craig Charles, finds himself as the last living human, having been held in a form of suspended animation known as stasis at the time of the leak. He was shielded from its fatal effects while all of his colleagues were turned into piles of dust. Okay. Yeah, because I watched that on the thing, on the pilot episode. <laughs> now, some free, three million years later, with background radiation at a safe level, the ship's computer, Holly, has revived him in readiness for the long journey home. However, Dave's not quite alone. His arch-nemesis and workmate, Rimmer, Chris Barry, played by Chris Barry, so survives as a hologram, as does a descendant of Lister's own pet cat called Cat, yeah, played by Danny John-Jules from *Death in Paradise*.
1: It's kind of funny that you never got into this I because you're a big science fiction. Yeah, fan. no,
0: I thought it. Yeah, and I just, I just couldn't find it funny. And my dad had a friend. Well, you know, he's still alive, Phil. Uh huh. Um, who say who said? Um, oh yeah, you should watch red dwarf it's really good you know and all this kind of stuff you know and i just like oh i'm not, I'm just can't get into it i don't know why you know but you know i watched the first episode it's again another one i want to give another try to you know yeah but yeah um the next one is coupling oh
1: yeah yeah <sighs> <laughs>
0: Again, you know... Coupling
1: just has such a funny story, like... <laughs> I mean,
0: to, 2000 to 2004, mm-hmm. and it was the dating, adventures, and mishaps of six friends in their early 30s. Three men and three women. Yeah. Each talking among themselves about the same events, but entirely different terms. It's kind of like... It, it was, was a rip-off it of was, Friends. It was, it was a huge rip-off <laughs> of Friends. And they remade it over here. And I remember <laughs> someone doing a documentary going... Yeah, they didn't realize they were remaking a show that someone had ripped off yeah. from Friends. Yeah, they were remaking. NBC, a show that I was think, a, wanted to do it.
1: <laughs> NBC remade a show that was a that was already a remake of, of Friends. Friends. <laughs>
0: yes, basically, and then that's what the critics called it. And Stephen Moffat wrote it. It was really popular. I mean, we we did watch a couple episodes yeah, of that. It was it okay. Was okay. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you know it wasn't like anything like you know just watch friends it just felt like a ripoff of friends yes yeah yeah um phoenix nights is the next one and that was only two series i think but i was hugely popular well, i've never heard of that one um peter k it was basically a vehicle for peter k really bad tempered wheelchair bound brian potter played by peter Gay runs a working man's club in bolton called the phoenix the struggling club is staffed by an odd bunch including licensee jerry sinclair club has a has had a troubled history having been closed many times brian is now trying to bring it back to its former glory but is often hampered by things not really got going to plan i watched an episode of it and i didn't i couldn't get into it
1: i don't know why
0: Mm. And I, I, I haven't put it on the list, but the Royal Family is another one, too. Okay. R O Y L E, the oh. Royal Family. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're a working class family, I think, from Liverpool. And, you know, Jim Royal is like the, the, the patriarch of the family, and he sits on, he goes, his catch, catchphrase is, my ass. <laughs>
1: That's a catchphrase, yeah. is
0: it? <laughs> you know, he'd have like rants about things, you know, and then yeah. and I don't know why I didn't couldn't get into that because it was everybody found it hilarious because it was like, oh yeah, that's how my family are when we get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're watching the TV and Nana's there eating all the Maltesers or whatever it is, you know, and someone's getting annoyed about it, and. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just kind of like I just couldn't get into it, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, and the next one, 2.4 children. Oh my God. This, this show was, it ran from 91 to 99, which was. Is that
1: the one with Robert Lindsay?
0: No, that's my family. And I was considering putting that on the list too, okay. because I never really could get into that. Yeah. That was too much of a, maybe like, we
1: need to make a part two. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Even more shows Dominic couldn't <laughs> get into. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, we're running out of time here a little bit, you know, but, um, <laughs> This is uh, the last but one. Um, The synopsis for 2.4 children is Welcome to deepest, darkest Chiswick and the very average terraced home of the Porter family. Ben, played by Gary Olson, a plumber, lives with his wife Bill, Belinda Lang, and their two children Jenny and David. While struggling to keep on top of the rest of the family's woes, Bill runs a small catering business with her man-hungry best friend and neighbour Rona. On the surface are a very average family unit, complete with 2.4 children. The .4 in the guise of fun-loving Ben. But behind the unexceptional facade, the porters and their friends find themselves caught in a never-ending string of bizarre situations and peculiar dilemmas. It seems that bad luck, strange occurrences and poor judgement all conspire to turn the porters' world topsy-turvy. It was kind of like, let's put a family situation into one foot in the grave. And it didn't really work. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. really find it funny. Hmm. I mean, it was... But it was hugely popular.
1: Yeah, it seems like I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, it was hugely popular in the 90s. And, and you know, the, the theme song of it is running through my head now. <laughs> because that's... You know, it was always on, it seemed like. You know, but I never really found it as funny as One Foot in the Grave, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I mean, maybe... Down the line, I'll give it another chance if I see it again, you know, if I see an episode or whatever. But,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Um. But I've saved the best till last. <laughs> the Miss, best or the worst? <laughs> the worst till last, I should say, yeah. Mrs. Brown's Boys.
1: Yeah. <sighs> this I've definitely heard of.
0: It's just terrible. It's just It's just really terrible. It's like, it started in 2011... And it's still going
1: again, it's the kind of cheap
0: joke it's humor, cheap isn't it joke humor that appeals to some
1: aspect that yeah. keep it going so in summary, Dominic doesn't like shows with cheap jokes
0: cheap <laughs> jokes. I mean, you know sometimes cheap jokes work, but they don't always work, you know, yeah, I like I think- expensive jokes. <laughs> I like ones that really pay a good dividend, <laughs> you know.
1: I think some people just like shows where
0: they don't have to really think a lot. Yeah, that's you know what, what it is. I mean? It's like, oh, it's obvious humor, you know? Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with Mrs. Brown's Boys, and you, you, hopefully some of you aren't, the <laughs> series stars Irish comedian Brendan O'Carroll as Agnes Brown, who's, you know, so it's basically him in in a woman's like you know in in woman costume you know like this old irish mammy type yeah um with several close friends and family members making up the rest of the cast he's
1: playing her he's playing her he's playing a female
0: yeah he's playing her so
1: it's a little tyler perry like a little bit yes okay yeah
0: and it's the show adopts an informal production style often breaking the fourth wall where production oh, yeah. mistakes and tomfoolery, mostly instigated by O'Carroll, are edited into each episode. I mean,
1: that's kind of funny. That's kind Despite of funny. Despite being I lambasted
0: think. by critics and unfavorable comparisons to Father Ted, yeah, oh, people, yeah, there's a lot of people who go like, "Yeah, th- this show is trying to be Father Ted, but it's falling very flat." <laughs> yeah, but yet it's been on for a while. It's been it? on. It's it. The show be, it became a ratings success both in Ireland. And the UK, because uh, it's recorded in the UK. It's okay. recorded in like the st- in front of a live studio audience. It's like a play kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And it's like the Irish Mammy thing, and it's like it's not. It's just very like it plays on all the stereotypes, and people barely laughing going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just yeah. like, I just don't find it funny. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just kind of like a little bit too highbrow for it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm listening to you. <laughs> I receive high ratings.
0: But then again, people might think Father Ted is lowbrow, but it's like, no, there, there was there was method in that, in that madness. Yeah. You know, whereas it's just madness, you know? I mean,
1: I don't know. I think that you might we- get a lot of hate. About this episode, about this podcast episode. Well,
0: I welcome it. Dominic,
1: how dare you, say Mrs. That Brown's Mrs. Brown's Boys? Brown's
0: is no, because no was like Mrs. Brown's Boys renewed for another series, and I can see all the comments are like, "How? Why? Why is this happening? What are you doing? Who is renewing this I mean, stuff?"
1: Really, I think because we've been on the BBC, and we've
0: we haven't actually been on the BBC. <laughs> we haven't We're been hoping on to get the on the BBC, but you know.
1: Um, we've been on iPlayer and there's not a lot of comedies out right now on the BBC. No,
0: there isn't. I think Mrs. Brown's Boys is the only one. No, you have to kind of, for good comedy, you have to dig into the well. Dig into the that, well. And it's you have to go into like BBC Three or even, well, I don't know if BBC Four do one now. Um, BBC Two and BBC Three. Because um, oh, Starstruck...
1: Yeah. With, oh, uh, Rose. yeah.
0: Yeah, that all oh, came out on BBC Three. There was another one that came out on BBC Three that was really good. Can't remember the name of it. I'll probably remember it later on today and go, oh, you know. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the good stuff is coming on the not the not main channel.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, drama as well. The Peaky Blinders started on BBC Two. Yeah. It? Yeah. So. Oh,
0: and, you know, it was so funny because I remember... I was following the BBC two account back when it kind of started Mm -hmm. and they were putting up all these kind of things Tommy Shelby, you know, and they were putting up production stills. And I was like, this looks interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it was slowly gaining a followership. And then I could see people going, why is this not on BBC one? Yeah. And that was like series one or series two, you know,
1: Mm.
0: I think it took like, three series for it the third series finally got moved to bbc one
1: i mean i hate to say it but it seems like bbc one is a is being a bit timid about what they're putting out now like they're trying to to sort of stick to the same types of things that they've always had yeah there's a lot of um cop dramas detective
0: dramas on there yeah there'll be like well britain's like that's all you'll See ITV and oh, the, the more know, murder ad- dramas and the more adventurous, you know. like storylines. And well, Banished was on BBC Two. I mean, that, that got cancelled, but yeah. it was still very good, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was a good show, but yeah, <sighs> all right, I think we're done. Yeah, now we're, we're, we're,
1: we're quiet, these over very
0: popular UK shows. Uh,
1: um, if you found this interesting, be sure and let us know on social media. We yes. are at T Buddy T E A B U T T Y on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all the things.
0: Where <laughs> yeah, TikTok. Where, wherever you and are. Patron.
1: Wherever you and are, everywhere else. We are. Yes. Yeah. Um let us know if you like any of these shows that Dominic has just sat yeah, let us us for the last 40 Let minutes. us know if you
0: disagree <laughs> yeah. or agree with me.
1: Yeah, let us know. We're curious. Yeah, I mean, we haven't sat and tried to watch a whole season of any of these, obviously, so maybe we're jumping the gun on our yes. opinions. except I mean...
0: for Mrs. Brown's boys, no. You're <laughs> never going to get me to watch that show. That, that's like at, ultimate torture Tweet
1: for me. at T tea buddy and uh, tell Dominic why he needs to watch Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys so much as always for tuning in. We really appreciate your support, especially big thanks to our patrons and we'll talk to you all next time.
0: Goodbye everybody. Bye. Goodbye.